And what's up, everybody? Happy fucking Friday. Ah, the weekend is here. We finally fucking made it. Ah, this is, by the way, this is take two, because I fucked up before, so I'm trying to remember everything I said <laughs> before. But uh, happy fucking Friday. Welcome back to the show on a Friday edition of the Dark Side of Music here on Rock Side. Uh, the Dark Side of Music on the Dark Side on Rock Rage Radio, Tattoo Metal Radio, and everywhere podcasts are found. I am just not fucking talking right tonight, so hopefully that doesn't fucking resonate too well. And if y'all do, whatever, fuck it, whatever. Y'all can laugh at me, whatever. Send me nasty DMs. Derek, you suck. Yeah, you do that anyway. So whatever. It's not going to change from any other fucking day, so whatever. Let's, let's just go ahead and hit that shit, shall we? In life and in music, there is always a dark side. Whether the truth is something you don't want to tell or something somebody doesn't want to hear, these are those stories. The Black Rose Media proudly presents the dark side of music. And welcome, everybody, to the Dark Side of Music. I am the great and powerful King of Kings, Emperor of all that is awesome. Derek, how the fuck are you doing today on this beautiful April Fool's Day of the day of the of the day of the year that is 2020 part two? Man, I'm just all fucking types of just stuttering all over the place tonight. Maybe I should start drinking more. Maybe that would work. I know people usually, you know stutter when they drink, but maybe I won't stutter if I do drink. Hmm. I don't have a stutter, but for some reason I do today, and I feel like an idiot. So, not to say that people have stutters who are idiots. No. You know what? I'm just going to get stop this conversation before I go down a rabbit hole that it might get me in trouble. So, how the fuck y'all doing? What a fucking great week it's been. Shit. See, we started the week off with Bad Wolves, then we went into Radkey, then we had Drop Top Alibi, and then yesterday was the Ratchet Dolls. Today, we're closing it out with a band out of Chicago, Illinois. And then next week, we've got Eva Under Fire. We've got Nonpoint. We've got so much good shit coming next week as well. So definitely hang out for that as well. But tonight, like I said, we have a band out of Chicago, Illinois that I'm, you guys are going to rock your socks off. But before we do that, just a real quick um, announcement here. So as I've been doing the Welcome to Rockville promotion stuff, if you haven't already heard, um, due to the um, the passing of the drummer of Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins, Foo Fighters has canceled all of their 2022 performances and concert dates, so they will not be playing Welcome to Rockville or any other, other DWP events this year. So our hearts go out to, again, the entire band, uh, Taylor's family and, and his wife and kids. It's, uh, that one hit me hard. That one really hit me hard. So keep them in your thoughts, and uh, hopefully they'll come back next year. Um, yeah, and we can pay our homage and pay our tributes to Taylor the right way. So, But they should be announcing a new headliner for the Sunday at Welcome to Rockville here shortly um, to get us ready for that. But again, Foo Fighters have canceled their entire rest of the year, if you haven't already heard. But we're going to try to keep it positive tonight try that's the thing so on to tonight again like i said tonight we have a band out of chicago illinois known as bad planning and they just released their newest single throw back on march 25th just a few days ago and it is a fucking banger so let's go ahead and play that shit now to kick off this fucking episode so here is throw by bad planning Get the world and bring out your 
That was Throw by Bad Planning, their newest single that was released back on March 25th. Let's go ahead and bring the boys on to have a nice fucking chat. Hello. What's going on, my friends? How the hell are you? Good. Thanks for having us. Hey, no problem. My fucking pleasure. Let's try round two again. (laughs) Double recording now. I don't know. You know, to make sure that this doesn't happen again. But that, know, whatever. It's it seriously is totally cool. I'm I'm, I'm glad it like it happened to us. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's really totally fine. Because we don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're just happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm happy to have you here, guys. I mean, I love. Thank you. You know, this is the my favorite part of the job. I mean, yes, it's cool and awesome. To be able to talk to some of the bigger bands, you know, like, you know, like I'm talking Eve Under Fire tomorrow. I'm talking to Nonpoint next week. I'm talking to Nothing More soon. I'm talking, you know, I just talked to Bad Wolves. I love that shit because it helps just a lot of different things. And it's my dream come true. But I started this show on the foundation of indie bands. And that is something that it will never, ever stop. Well, thank Hell you. Yeah. That's, so, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, I don't care how how big the show gets or how small it stays. Indie bands will always be welcome here, first and foremost. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, we I've like never discerned that. People say like a quote unquote real band is like the ones that like tour full time and are professional. And those are some of our very good friends are like, you know, I guess that quote unquote real bands like they're touring and they're professionals and shit. And that's how they're making their living. And it's fucking awesome. We're really happy and we love that. Uh, for them but i've never discerned like that versus like a local band it's all just bands to me true like I, just, I like i would listen to giant bands and local bands in the same kind of respect i just it's just fucking music i don't know it's, big it's, band small band is all great exactly uh, a musician is a musician a band is a band you know yes. and that's how i've always viewed it especially like i said when i you know, talk to you guys. It's like I I don't discern the bigger guys from the. You know, yeah, I get a little bit nerves, and you know, I, I you oh, know, yeah. I, I run out of things to say sometimes because I don't want to you know toe that PR line. But at the same time, you know, it's like it, it, they're just human beings, and so are you, and it's it's all about the music at the end of the day, um, mm-hmm. because it eventually, you know, eventually you guys or hopefully we guys will eventually get to that point, and then you guys will be in those shoes at the same point as they are, and then it's time for that next band to take over. And, you know, it's the same thing I also say when I go to festivals. You paid your fucking two, $300 for that fucking ticket. Why are you coming in at 6 o'clock at night just to catch the headliners? Mm-hmm. You're oh, wasting yeah. your fucking money. Absolutely. You know, especially... Go at, go at noon. Gotta go at noon. Go at noon. Go at 11 a.m. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Get there when the band. gate fucking opens and try to see everybody. You Ride never know who you're going to walk away with. Yeah. 
Ride Fest in Chicago at 11 a.m. is fucking awesome. I love Ride Fest at 11 a.m. Yeah, some, on like Saturday. Some of my like most favorite festival shows are always the early ones. Yeah, always the early ones. In like 2000 and like 12 or 13, it, it was probably 2012. It might have been 2011. I went to Riot Fest. I was like a little kid. My dad brought me, and there's a tiny little band had like a few hundred people watching it, and it was like a, it was fucking um, Imagine Dragons. <laughs> like one of the biggest bands ever, but like they're playing Riot Fest for like a few hundred people. Um, pe- people loved it. People were going fucking crazy, but they just hadn't like blown up yet, I guess. But maybe it was a little earlier than that. But yeah, yeah about to I was say because like it was kid. 2011. No, it was 2011, 12, 13, somewhere around there. 2011, I think that where um, that one song, whatever the fuck that song was called. Okay, then it must have been like right before that because there was like 300 people watching them. Yeah. And I just thought they were like a like a, some like indie band, but yeah, I mean I get may, eh, maybe they were, but they were obviously really big and they became ginormous. Yeah, what the so, was the name of their first single that was hit? That was a huge hit. Radioactive. Radioactive. That's it. Yeah, that's definitely. It, it was definitely before that. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, so it had to be 2010, 2009. Yeah, I was a little kid. My dad brought me. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's just it. I mean, I remember, you know, fond memories of back in. 2014 um the band nothing more was you know still very very green only had one album out at that point and it was you know when they were still indie and uh i went to a festival saw them play and i was like who the fuck are these guys and now they're one of the biggest plans bands on the fucking planet and you know i, I got to see them when they were still just very very small playing like third or second on on the on a stage you know that was it you know very very yeah. early in the day you know, there's a lot of bands that are like that, that we have those opportunities to see now when they're still young and hungry. Um, don't miss out on those those chances. I mean, it's, it's those are come very few and far between. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, we're still not really used to, like, getting, like, giant, like, bigger show offers. And, like, they're, they, they've come in and, you know, we're super grateful for it and we got some really cool stuff lined up, but... I that's why I I don't mind playing first if we're playing with like <laughs> like bands we love and stuff you know, so it's kind of like our favorite thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was ta- who was I talking to about this? I think I was talking to Radke about this the other day, or maybe I was talking to somebody else. I can't remember. But um, the fact that you know when you go play these these smaller uh, when you go to these festivals and you see some of these smaller bands, there's a lot of eyes on them, and not just the people yeah. that are up front. It's there's eyes from the back watching you know sometimes you never know who's walking by in the back and say oh they sound pretty good let's go see what the crowd reaction is let's go look at the crowd and then they go oh you know what this is pretty fucking badass let's go ahead and take them on the road with us you know and that happens you know at least one or two times at every festival that you'll see that kind of shit happen um and it's up to us as fans as people in the crowd to do that because the more response we give to these bands the more you know, eyes on the front of the stage and the more reactions and the bigger that we get for them, the better off it's going to be for them. Cause again, they're going to get more popular because of it. You know, you never, yeah. never ever count a band short. You're like, Oh, I've never heard them before, whatever. Okay. So it doesn't mean they're not good. Go fucking listen to them. Yeah. I, I usually don't enjoy shows as much. If we, if we've played with every single band on the bill, I really enjoy at least, I really enjoy shows where we're playing with at least one band we haven't played with before which when we're playing local shows is really hard because like we have, like we played with, we played with so many bands here and they're all just so fucking good. So when new ones come, it's really awesome to like try and get them on like shows and stuff and play with them. So yeah, completely. And like something I didn't do early when we were playing shows first is like, sure. We wouldn't know some of the bands we're playing with now just show up and, and listen to them and like them a lot. Uh, but what I've been doing these days, like I know who we're playing with. I'm going to check them out on Spotify first, fall in love with their music and have an even better time with the freaking show. It's all that, that is just, that's the absolute most enjoyable thing. Mm-hmm. And then even when you play with a band for the, you know, whatever, fifth, sixth time, that's always a chance to like kind of revisit their shit. And you're like, Oh my God, I'm so fucking excited to like play this show and like be able to like be at least like have this peership with these people for like however long we're going to be playing that show for. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things that really bothers me about some fans you know, like I was saying, the fans that show up at six o'clock at night on a day of a, of a festival just to watch the headliner. And they're like, well, I've never heard of any of these other bands. OK, motherfucker, 
like Rockville was announced in December. Yeah. It's in May. You've how many times have you fucking seen the flyer? You so you mean to tell me you've never seen these bands before heard these bands before, but you had the opportunity to say, Oh, you know, who is this band? Let me go check them out on Spotify. Let me go But it's Definitely. it's just sheer, you know you have the blinders on. It's like, oh, I'm only going to Rockville for Kiss. Or I'm only going to Aftershock for Kiss. That's uh, Kiss. That's great. And I'm I'm looking forward to that too. They're you know, it's like it's gonna be great. Yeah. But there's so many other bands that day. Yeah. You know, it's like Yeah. Get your money's worth. Um Always. It, it doesn't matter if it's a five, you know, concert give me five band concert, three band concert, or a hundred and fifty band. See everybody you possibly can. So, so how how is things going for you guys? I mean, just released a new single what six days ago, you know? Yeah, uh, it's it's going fucking great. I mean, I, I, everyone seems to like the song. I I can't say it's like the, my favorite song we've ever written. Um, I do like it. Uh, you know, obviously you have to like what you make, but um, people like it, and I'm glad people like it. You know. Uh, yeah, and it, it makes me really excited too for the full release, which is coming up. Um, was it the beginning of May? Um, because like we we love this song, and it was a little bit different than uh, stuff we usually write. Um, much chuggier, you know, slower, not as fast on the drums. Um, more like gang vocals, much bigger sound. Um, but we we really love the fast stuff. <laughs> we really love the screams, and that's gonna yeah. come with the full release. So. Um, I'm feeling like if people are liking what they're hearing now, just wait. It's gonna be really fun to maybe, see that reaction. Yeah. Well, maybe we should have you back the day uh-huh. the day before the release and have a little bit of fun with that. There we go. Ooh. Comes out May sixth, May fifth. Market, market. Maybe I should uh, book that now with you guys and send it set it up through Mike. Just yeah, saying. sounds good to us. Mike's awesome. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mike. Shout out Mike. So maybe we should do that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if, if people like this song, they're really gonna like the record. I feel like, especially, especially for the like fans who've like known our band for a while, who like you know like know our sound and like kind of like our vibe, I guess. But um, maybe, maybe that song being a little slower and stuff kind of like showed that we can like do a little some different stuff besides just fast shit and like you know, totally yelling and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean. This has been a hot topic, you know, that we've talked about a lot on this show was, you know, the fact that in 2022, there's a lot of bands out there that don't stay genre specific. You know, they'll release a, a, you know, a five or six song EP or they'll release a full length LP and each song is a little bit different and it's not all that same genre. You know, you might have. You know, on a pop punk band, you might have a you know a band that go, a band that goes full fucking punk, and then maybe a little bit of hardcore, and then they go back to their pop punk sound. At, at, you know, at the end, it, it's like all over the place. Or with some of these metalcore acts, the same thing. You can get just a straight love ballad, you know, straight out of the fucking eighties, or you can get some other things like that. And it, I like that because it keeps the me guessing. Number one, but then number two, it's not the same. All the time, which mm-hmm. trust me, I fucking love. My ear holes enjoy the shit out of that. But at the same time, it's nice to have a little bit of a break in between. Totally, totally, absolutely. I There's think a... you just kind of like described this new record kind of to a T. <laughs> yeah, it, it's gonna have all sorts of that, and and like that's just the shit we listen to too. And like sometimes, may, like the albums or the the EPs might be like that, where you'll have your more hardcore stuff, more pop punk stuff, but sometimes like the songs themselves be all over the place. Like, what is this band we've listened to recently? Crocosaurus Rex. Yeah, this <laughs> awesome band called uh, C Rex that I was showing Jack, and it's got you know screams and then like pop moments and horns and like a lot of keyboard and stuff like that. Yeah, so, then like melodic, and then like yeah, too. melodic choruses, like, everything and, under the sun in one song too. A lot of awesome so, bands. The best compliment I, that we that we've ever really gotten is that, and people say it, and it's like. It's the nicest thing ever that it's kind of 
like bad plan is kind of like a mix of punk rock styles like there's like emo moments and there's hardcore moments and it kind of sounds like a skate punk band but now it's kind of a melodic hardcore band now it's kind of a like pop punk band and it's because we just like love all that shit like we just it's all just so good so you know we just listen to it all and we just kind of it kind of comes out the way it does and our favorite bands do that like such gold is a great example or like four years strong where there's hardcore moments and there's like poppy moments and then there's like a lot of like super melodic very emotionally charged lyrics and stuff like that and even you know in terms of like a complete like kind of genre shift bands like like unity texas i think that's how you say it. is it unity texas or unity tx whatever it is yeah it's so fucking good and they have like I, I love hip-hop and i love hardcore like literally i have a converge tattoo i have a wu-tang tattoo so <laughs> like they they just have some like hip-hop songs like sprinkled in there and it's so fucking good and they make amazing music and i just i I love that shit too so yeah and the same thing happens on the harder side of things you know like bring me the horizon you never know what they're fucking gonna do um ice nine kills same thing um kill switch engage same thing they they genre hop across their albums and it's or across the entire album one album they'll genre hop and that's okay you know there's nothing wrong with that um, mm-hmm. it, it keeps fans invested. It, you know, it, it also brings in new fans because, you know, they'll, they might hear, you know, a kill switch engage song like my last serenade, which is very, you know, just a good, hard, very melodic. You know, a very yeah. melodic, hard rock song. But then they, you know, and then they go into, you know, when darkness falls or, you know, all this other stuff I'm like oh wait a second so me i kind of like this harder stuff and then they find other stuff and then they, they kind of you know it's those bands that are kind of like the and i hate using this term because it's not really the term i want to use but they're kind of like that gatekeeping band they, they they open the gates up to the other you know other genres sure. within the you know they're not gatekeepers where they're like totally yeah but they're like a gatekeeping band where they kind of like open doors or door opening band whatever the fuck you want to call them no definitely yeah actually i talk about i talk about that with jack like all of our favorite bands that we wouldn't have known how to like digest when we were like nine or 10. We know them now because of like green day and blink because we could digest that when we were like younger. So we had to find that first and then we had to find the descendants and then black flag. And then we got really deep into like all the heavy stuff. And then we came back around and we just listened to everything. Like, we weren't ready to digest converge or like lifetime or jawbreaker when we were nine, but we can enjoy it so much more because we know where it comes from and stuff. So True. because, yeah. of, and that's just because of the, you know, Bands like Green Day yeah, and stuff like that. Because then, like, you end up listening to your favorite band's favorite band. Exactly. <laughs> and then you know you're in the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you're doing that, you're you're finding stuff out. Like, you know, I've never been a big fan of them, but, like, you know, later on after I learned, you know, more about, you know, the history of grunge and shit like that, you, like, you learn, like, Nirvana's favorite band was the Pixies. And, yeah. And you kind of go back and go, like, man, this is kind of the start of grunge. This is interesting. I'm not really a big fan of it, but it's kind of cool to know that this was Kurt Cobain's favorite band and shit like that, you know? Nirvana's one of, like, the most interesting ones because that was the band that just toured with, like, a shitload of punk bands. Um, you know, they one of their last tours was with Jawbreaker, who we just mentioned, and it's just, that's kind of like, it's just, it's so, like, romantic in a way because they blended a lot of styles, too, and I, I fucking love Nirvana. To me, they're, like, the height of alternative music we can call them the height of punk music too i guess to some degree but like nirvana is just one of the fucking best bands ever period i would say and i mean some of the last tours were with like jawbreaker and stuff i hate to disagree (laughs) that's okay that's okay i've never said this on the show before but i'm i'm i think lyrically kurt cobain is untouchable I would agree. Composition wise. <laughs> and, you know, the music itself, I was never a big fan of. If he wrote a book of poems, I would read it every damn day. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I would much, I think. See, I, and I hate to bring it back to this because we just talked about it for, I talked about it at the beginning of the show, but like Foo Fighters. True. I think yeah. Foo Fighters was a much better band than Nirvana ever would have been. Yeah, Love Dave Grohl was better by himself on that first Foo Fighters release than I think. 
Nirvana was. Yeah. <laughs> to know oh, that that oh. entire full first full album was him on every instrument. Yeah, that ridiculous. shit is fucking crazy. Yeah, for sure. Like my dad told me that when I was like a little kid, and I didn't believe him, and now I was like an adult, and it's like holy shit, he really did that. Yep. Yeah. See, as far as like the height of grunge music and you know alternative from the '90s, uh, I'm a Pearl Jam guy. I think that's fair. Pearl Jam's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was always Pearl Jam for me over Nirvana. I was, I've never shoot me in the face, people. Again, send me DMs of hate. I'm no, used, I'm no, used it's to okay. it. No, they do it all the time. I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've never been a Nirvana fan. And but you know what? That's another great thing about music. You know, we can agree to disagree on those types of things and say, you know, oh well, this or that or this or that, and walk away going. You know, I learned something new. I don't agree, but I learned something new, and I, you know, I appreciate the opinion. You know, yeah. You know, I think you you brought up a great point about like Nirvana, the the band you don't like very much, but you said Kurt Cobain, his lyrics are untouchable. untouchable. So there's always things like even in music you don't like, you can absolutely respect. Oh, absolutely! And I respected the shit out of them because mm-hmm. they started a whole genre. You know, now they didn't start the genre, but they made it famous. True. Perfected that shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that whole grunge movement was kind of the doorway was opened by them. And then, you know, and around that same time, Pearl Jam came through and then same time Soundgarden came through. Those were like the three pillars of that that movement. Um, and there were so many other bands associated with that. But those are the three that everyone remembers. Nobody really remembers the Pixies outside of fans of theirs. Nobody remembers any other grunge band outside of those three. I mean, well, then you later on you got Alice in Chains and Candlebox and say. stuff like that. But you know, before that, it was those three pillars. I have this weird thing. I feel like Alice in Chains used to like frighten me as a child. I don't know why. My dad loves Alice in Chains, so, so I was playing. Uh, I as an adult, I really like Alice in Chains, but like as a child, I feel like it. I remember it like scaring me. I don't know why. I guess like the also Lane Staley's voice. Lane Staley's voice is is unsettling, very unsettling, but so beautiful and it's hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, man. Yeah, here we are. That's another one. Yeah, that's another one lost, gone way too soon. But yeah, Lane Staley was fucking amazing. Damn, that fucking rainstorm is killer outside. Um, yeah, we had snow today. Fucking, fucking Chicago. Yeah, fucking but I know you were saying you don't like heat. I wish I lived literally anywhere else that was warmer than this. But yeah, see- you know, I I say I hate the snow around this time of year, but at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, it looks it looks nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll take it. I'm originally from Ohio, and I was born literally with a lake area on my back door, and I moved to Florida when I was eight, mm, and lucky. No, not lucky. <laughs> so horrible. I hated it. I mean, I thought for a long time I loved it. But then I hate. I realized very quickly how much I hated it there. And the first opportunity I got out, I moved here six years ago, and I haven't looked back. Wow. But I get, like, I mean, I guess Maryland isn't, like, super far from Florida, right? Like, Well, I mean, I originally. The beaches and stuff. I originally, we, um, me and my ex-wife originally moved to Virginia, northern Virginia. Mm, and okay. I moved here. Um, I just moved to Maryland back in December when I moved in with my girlfriend. Um, yeah. Because me and my wife split up about a year and a half, almost two years ago now. So um, so after that, I, yeah, I just moved in with my girlfriend back in December. So I've only been here for six months. But before that, I mean, it's only like 45 minutes where I used to live. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing too big. But, yeah, I mean, it's a 13-hour drive back to my mom's house from here. So it's in, not too in bad. In Florida? Yeah. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Nice. yeah even when I, I I moved here from New Jersey when I was like in middle school and I couldn't believe how cold it was. It was it was not nearly this cold over there I mean, compared to the Midwest. It's not even close. No. Like Mid- on paper, Mid- it says that like New Jersey is always like really cold days. I guess either like I was just like not noticing it. It didn't snow nearly as much. We didn't get like the same kind of frozen sh- like this fucking shit and like snow everywhere. I don't know. I feel like it wasn't nearly as cold. Well, one thing that people who don't aren't from the northern Midwest near the Great Lakes don't understand yeah. is that 
the same thing that happens with heat happens with cold as well. Exactly. When that water hits the air, it makes it that much colder. And then also, there's this beautiful thing called lake effect snow, where once that storm goes over top of, you know, Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, wherever, it just builds up and builds up and builds up and then dumps a foot of snow in less than a minute. <laughs> yeah, that never happened where I used to live. Like Jersey, I don't I think the I was thinking what you said, similar, like the ocean just keeps it warmer. Like all the really warm tropical winds that come up from the south. Yeah. But, so the same thing happens here, but maybe I'll go back there someday. But we have the mountains, which kind of kills that stuff too. So it's like it's either gonna get really cold or really weird. I mean, it's during the winter time. It's the the mountains do crazy things for the storms as well. Yeah, yeah. We were driving back from uh, Valparaiso in December, and there was like it was like a sprinkle. It was like a little bit of snow, nothing too bad. I was like, my heart was thumping. I was like, there's some crazy system about to come through because to get from Valparaiso in Indiana, mm-hmm. you're coming from Indiana, Chicago, you're going right by the lake, and you're just like, oh. It could get bad at any moment. Gladly it didn't. Yeah. But I was nervous. Everyone else was fine. Everyone else was fine. But I was kind of scared. I was fine. I, I think I was sleeping. <laughs> you, were, you were asleep. Like a baby. I was just kind of staring out the window being like, oh. <laughs> Aaron right. driving? Aaron was driving. Aaron was driving. Okay. <laughs> I thought my – Aaron, I thought, broke my fucking guitar on the way there. On the, on the way to that show – we had like our, our cabs in the back and one just like fell and we, we heard like a really loud crack and it uh-huh. sounded like a piece of wood snapped and my guitar was like right under where the cabs would have been. So I just was like, assumed like, oh, this is the end of my Les Paul, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it was all good. That's but... good. That, that would suck. That would absolutely yeah. fucking suck. Yeah, it was going to be a bad yeah. fucking day. Yeah, well, that was the same show. We didn't show up with the drum kit because we were like, hey. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> can we use your drum kit? And they're like, sure. And then they were an hour late. Uh <laughs> Good times. I had a great time that night. I had a great time. Wow. Yeah. Great food. See, I love hearing tour stories. Love hearing that shit. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have some more for you after the fall. Yeah. Let's, let's, we'll talk about that. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break, um, play another song from you guys, um, and then we'll come back and talk some more. But here Thanks. is the song, A Year Without Sleep by Bad Planning. So 
was a year without sleep by bad planning. Let's go ahead and bring the boys back on to finish up our conversation. Hey, we're back. And we're back. Um, I like that song. Wait, uh, you, your uh, mic is not working. Sorry, is it on now? There you go. That song's about my daughter. He also said thank you for liking the song. I also said thank you for liking the song. <laughs> I heard that part, yes. Awesome. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I love that song. That's a great fucking song. Thanks, man. Yeah, the first year of life is a... <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, I mean, it's, the, it's like the biggest blessing ever. And, I mean, she's the, like my, my son and my daughter are the light of my life. But, yeah, it is kind of like having a year without sleep. But uh, they go to bed pretty good now. They're in bed right now. They're asleep, so that's there you, awesome so there yeah. you go yeah mm -hmm. so now yeah. you have plenty People, of years worth sleep yeah yeah they're gonna be so like when they graduate high school when my daughter's 18 i'll i'll only be 39 i had my kids really young i'm, I'm only 23 so i have a about to be two-year-old and, and, and about to be one-year-old so yeah i'm the same way my oldest is 20 and i'm only 40 so i had oh a, wow awesome yeah. oh, that that's a huge w that's awesome yeah. good for you man so yeah so then i have others as well but uh, i have them as young as two right now oh mm -hmm. wow yeah well the two-year-old's my girlfriend's daughter but she's my kid sure yeah what's that like having to parent like a 20 year old and a two-year-old <laughs> seems like the same life <laughs> well actually me and my uh 20 year old are in the middle of a huge fight so i haven't talked to her in a while so okay that's there that there, there you go there that is yeah, parenting a twenty-year-old with a two-year-old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's not a, there's not a lot of like, there's not a lot of like huge fights fighting. It's really just a lot of like yeah. like throwing your snacks on the floor, throwing yourself on the floor, like getting really mad about putting socks on that kind of thing. I mm -hmm. feel like with two-year-old. Yeah, with well, mine at least. One of the things that I found the, the most difficult with um, raising kids these days or at least teenagers these days is we like when i was like you know being raised in the 80s and 90s it was on that precipice of that change of parental how things are done and so now these kids expect a certain thing but you know we were raised a certain way so we only know a certain way to do these things and it it causes a lot of rifts sometimes and that is a, a huge learning curve. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, technology and you know, everything's going to be changing a lot by the yeah. time my daughter's in high school and shit. You sure. know what's wild too is like, so uh, Alex and I have younger siblings who are the same age. So it's, it's weird like trying to give advice even to somebody who's five years younger than us. Cause that difference between like being born in 98, 99 for us and being born in 2003, that is huge yeah. in terms of technology and, and like, what people were growing yeah. up with just in terms of like media and like the way school worked when they were going through school. So it, it feels like such a yeah. large gap. So I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, my sister's yeah. born in 2003 and I ask her for help with technology shit all the time. Yeah. Cause I know better. I don't know how the fuck anything works mm -hmm. <laughs> ever. Like any technical problem anybody has, it would be a hundred times worse for me. I promise you. It doesn't matter <laughs> what it is. It would be so much worse. It'd be so much worse. Like yeah. I ask her for help all the time with my fucking my phone like computer shit i don't know what i don't know how to do anything i don't i just don't well, yeah Memes, i'm 40 and i know how to do that shit so i feel much better about myself <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i'm fucking hey, I have man, no I'll, brain I'll teach for you that. i'll teach you no Thanks, worries. Buddy. yeah so before we got started i wanted to go ahead and touch on this just have a little bit of fun on a friday um before we got started you guys were saying how big of a marvel and star wars fans you guys are sure oh yeah did you happen to catch Wednesday's premiere of Moon Knight yet? I did not. I have not seen it either. Okay, then we're gonna skip over. It. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Definitely watch it. Oh um, yeah. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, yeah, this is gonna be a good year for us Star Wars and Mar Marvel nerds. Um, it's gonna be a very good year. Uh, See, so we got coming up next. We got. Uh, multiverse of madness um and then with dr strange yeah. and then mm. right around that same time we've got um the obi-wan kenobi tv obi-wan oh that's gonna be fucking crazy it is oh 
It is, but I, I have a huge mental dilemma right now. Okay, okay. And it's more about semantics and the details than anything else. Interesting. I want Obi-Wan's like, life story, though, like so bad. I know, I but this, but this the, show takes in between the 16 years between mm-hmm. the time he gave Luke to his aunt and uncle mm-hmm. and the, the time where he picks him up and they go fight the Empire. Yep. So if anyone has seen Revenge of the Sith, they know what you know Ewan McGregor looked like at that time. Very yeah. good looking. <laughs> Very good looking. Very true. Yeah. And oh, if yeah. they've seen the previews, they know what he looks like in the in the previews for the trailer for this. Yep. Yes. So how are we gonna get to eighty year old looks like he's about to cripply die just from walking <laughs> around? Yeah. Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. Well, that was a that was a tough thing to start with, right? Because you had Ewan McGregor in Episode Three, and then you had. Um, Alec Guinness in episode four, right? Correct. That, that's something that's always boggled my mind too. Yeah, but now um, we're gonna. But now I want to like. I want to know yeah. how, if, if they're even gonna touch on that. They're gonna be like, you know, we're not gonna. We're just gonna ignore that. That he yeah. looks seventy years old at the beginning of New Hope. Uh-huh. You know, or did something catastrophic? Are they gonna say, you know, we got to come up with something oh, here? Yeah. Did something mm-hmm. catastrophic happen? Like something that happened to. You know, Emperor Palpatine, where he kind of was, he electrocuted himself and he got really old really fast. Yeah. Something like that happened? Who knows? He so, would just be like these, this group producer who's making these Star Wars series to do something like that. To I, put a reason for the. I the, would hope so yeah. because I, I, you're, you've already thought of it. I've already thought of it. I wonder how many other Star Wars nuts are out there going, okay, how are they going to connect the dots on that one? Mm hmm. Because another thing that's really bothered my, you know, boggled my mind is you think about it, Anakin was not eighteen or nineteen in Ridge Avenger of the Sith right before he got taken by, yep. you know, and then twenty years later he dies, so he's literally 41, 42 years old somewhere in that area, and I know he was burned a lot, but the gentleman in that suit when they pulled off the mask. <laughs> Looking pretty ashy. Jedi. Pretty ashy. Yeah, nice pale blue, whatever. Like, is that like a like 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 ash blue, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he looked a lot. Yeah, I know he was burned. I I understand all that, but he looked a lot older than forty one, forty two, regardless of burns. Yeah. Maybe he just like aged horribly. Maybe he's like smoking under that or something. (laughs) You know, they're gonna have to do like if they end up touching on this, they're gonna have to do the same thing to Obi Wan that they did to Luke's uncle, because there's a shot of Luke's uncle in that trailer too. And this is the same actor who was in episode two, right? That Anakin talked to before he went out and tried to find his mom. And he is aged just as much as Ewan McGregor has in between that time period. But he looks a lot older in episode four. (laughs) But not that, not that much older. Sure. Fair. That that one is at least, yeah. Yeah. That one can kind of be, yeah. Yep. We found the holes in your plot, Star Wars. (laughs) But again, it's that comes down to semantics and just you know. Yeah. But you know, I, I'm really kind of curious to see what they do here because um, Book of Boba Fett was phenomenal. Yep. Yes. Uh, Mandalorian season three is going to be phenomenal. Oh yes. Um, you know, and then they're going to have a, a uh, so many other things happening this year with it. It's going to be great. Um, and then on top of that, we got so much good Marvel shit coming out. I'm just true. <sighs> It's I you know. It all started back in December with Far From Home, mm-hmm. or No Way Home. Excuse me, No Way Home. No Way Home was dope. Yep. I didn't. I didn't love how the trailer pretty much gave the entire plot away. Yes uh, and no. I feel like movies have been doing that lately. I just feel like I don't like to watch. I don't like watching trailers anymore because the plot's all in there. Yeah, but I don't think No Way Home gave too much away. I mean, I just, I felt like I, when I was watching it, I was like, this is what I was expecting per the trailer. A better example, the, are you a horror fan? Yes. Did you watch Antlers by Gremble del Toro? No. So the entire plot, the entire plot was in like everything. All the actual scary parts of the film were like in the trailer. Mm-hmm. The entire plot was there. Yeah. So I guess it, like I wouldn't say the entire plot for No Way Home was there, but the baseline story I could pick 
from the trailer. That's yeah, how I but I think we that kind of if you read the comic books, you already had an idea of what was going to happen in this movie, because this story a correlation with what happens in the comic books takes place kind of after the original Civil War. Because mm-hmm. in the original Civil War, Peter Parker, you know, comes out and says, hey, I'm Peter Parker, and takes his mask off. Because part of the, in the comic books, it wasn't called the Sokovia Accords, it was called the Superhero Registration Act. And in the Superhero Registra- Registration Act, you had to come out and say who you were if you signed those papers. And he, okay. and that was part of the thing where he, when he signed up with to be with Tony, who was part of, you know, who you know, one of the superhero registration act as well, he had to unmask. And then after the events of the civil war, he was like, I regret doing this. And then he went to Dr. Strange and similar things happened. Right. Um, mm. So that's kind of, you know, where they kind of went. So the, if you were a comic book fan, you kind of knew where it was going. And also, you know, you, him going to Dr. Strange at all saying, Hey, you know, you had to know something like that was going to happen. But if you watched any of the lead up to it, you know, they teased the multiverse all year. And you kept yeah. thinking, yeah. hey, so this is what breaks the multiverse. No, this is what breaks the multiverse. No, Oh, this is what breaks the multiverse. Okay, finally we have it. Now what's going to happen? And it, I, I don't know. I, I think it was... I think they did a great job of hiding um, Tommy McGuire and... Uh, and yeah. Andrew yeah, Garfield they did a good job of hiding. Yeah. They, they, you know, people were like, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We were all like, yeah, it's going to happen. But at the same time, we all had our doubts because it was like, I don't. It's so, yeah. It's so like overreaching just to like, I guess. Uh, yeah. Expect that. Yeah. You know, and I think the actors sold it really well too. I think they, they have yeah. stories of Andrew Garfield just denying it and getting angry about it too. Yeah. Yes. How dare you tell me that this is happening? I'm, I am me. I would know, right? He's like lying to his girlfriend about it, and then it happens. Yeah, and, and love that. Yeah. Oh but, shit! It's yeah. crazy. I don't mm-hmm. lie. To, I could never lie about that shit. I'd have to like at least tell my family. Yeah, I, but... I would laugh. I would, I would laugh. Yeah. But I this cry. whole like everything that's happening with it is like, I'm just on the edge of my seat to see where they take it because it's so far removed from the comic books. Now it's like you don't really know what's gonna happen. Um, yeah. which I love because now it's like rereading the comic books all over again. A lot of the, you know, things are going to be, you know, inspired by the comic books. So some of the stories are going to line up, like I said, you know, but just years removed, you know, like I said, with, uh, no way home and the original civil war, that's kind of where they're at now. So could we see house of M could we see, you know, the, you know, the spider verse more in detail? Are we going to get like a miles Morales? Are we going to get, you know, the X-Men, are we going to do this? Are we going to get that? There's so many things that are up in the air right now. You know, Fantastic a lot of people are predicting, four. you know, Fantastic Four being debuted in Multiverse of Madness. Because um, it's already been pretty much confirmed that um, Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier is in that movie as well. That's so, sick. So it's like, what else are they going to, what other surprise are they going to throw at us? Hugh Jackman? Me. <laughs> they They could. <laughs> Um, he, yeah, he said he was done. They could put me in one of the movies. But I mean, there's even a rumor yeah. that um, put you in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's even a rumor that uh, Tom Cruise is going to be in it as Iron Man. Interesting, as like a oh. multiverse Iron Man. Correct, as a variant. Yeah, Love I think the other, the, like the Marvel universe of Tobey Maguire, isn't that Sony Marvel? Correct. So that one is also where I believe um, what's the new one coming out. Uh, it's uh morbius fuck. morbius so the morbius i think that's sony marvel it's isn't so, it yes so it's, it's weird yeah. right, it's Mar- right, but, yeah. but it's not it's not uh, but it's sony marvel and it's not it's gonna not connect MCU. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. really connect to the mcu from what i understand um, but it could now because of the multiverse correct and you know michael keaton's vulture is in this movie but it's more of a variant or the fact that he can he multiverse topped because mm-hmm. it, they don't, from what I understand, they don't really kind of connect the dots as well as they should have. I don't know. I'm just kind of, you know, spitballing here because Sony sucks with the spider verse. It is such an interesting legal dilemma. I've, yeah. I've listened to a few podcasts about it 
um, and like how Marvel went around trying to work with Sony to get this thing back. But there was a period of time which we did not think we were getting another Tom Holland inspired movie. Yeah, after the part two, yeah, they gladly worked yeah. it out. Thankfully, mm-hmm. um, because Disney wanted more money out of the deal, mm-hmm. and they were like, "No, this is our property. You don't even have. We don't have to let you have this." And then they realized real quick that um, in order to get a billion dollars Marvel, I mean, uh, so, uh, Spider-Man movie, they need Marvel involved. Yep. And um, I think they're going to realize that real quick with Morbius because I'm not hearing good things about Morbius. Take that, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, that's what you know. That's what they're saying about like the Andrew Garfield ones too. It's like okay, you you try to make the Spider-Man movie, it was okay, but if you want to do it right, you need yeah. Disney. And they're realizing that real quick because Fox Mm -hmm. realized it and that's why Fox sold it to Disney and now they have everything back. So, you know, their only thing that they're missing now is Spider-Man. And if they can get that back, we're going to be in a much better position because I want to see all these things happen and it's can't do it without without Spider-Man. True. You know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next coming years, because if. Sony continues to make shit Spider-Verse movies. You know, the Venom movies were okay. They were fun to watch. But it's not Eddie Brock. It, that is not Eddie Brock at all. Um, they were more goofy than Venomous, you know. And I'm... They did okay in the box office. Fans were happy mm-hmm. with it. But they're not going to be happy with Morbius. I can, I I can predict. I thought it was funny, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what's going to be the real test for Sony is going to be Craven the Hunter. If they can, if they don't pull off Craven the Hunter right, then they're done. You know, a- Amy, whatever her fucking name is, just needs to sign over and be like, okay, we're sorry. We fucked up. <laughs> um, Amy Pascal, uh, that's her name. Um, they yeah. just, she just needs to sign over and just be like, okay, we're done. We're sorry. Um because that's the only thing that's keeping them afloat right now over at Sony. They're not making any other good movies. So, who knows? Who the fuck I'm knows? For, I'm here for good movies. As long as they make good movies. Yeah, I'm here for the good movies. Yeah. I'm here for good storytelling. I'm here for, you know, plot lines and the way it connects and everything else like that. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. True. And Yeah. You, you can't fool fans too easily. No. They, they will let you know. <laughs> and Sony, unfortunately, just isn't really good with it. With They did a great job with Into the Spider-Verse, the cartoon. Yeah, it's a great one. But outside of that, they really haven't... No. I mean, the last great Sony Spider-Man movie was, other than Into the Spider-Verse, was Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. And that's universally loved as like probably the, most, the best Spider-Man movie. Um, I, but now I think... No Way Home is probably my favorite. Um, that movie just resonates so fucking well. Uh, but those old Spider-Man soundtracks are fucking awesome. <laughs> like, how many kids got into Dashboard Confessional and, like, then got into, like, this the rabbit hole of, like, emo and pop punk because of Spider-Man? It's a great era of it's music era. to include in your soundtrack. Absolutely. Like. That's how I found Dashboard Confessional. But I was already into all that shit. But yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. this is other cool band. I like Dashboard Confessional. Yeah. Shout out to Dashboard Confessional. Hi, Dashboard <laughs> Confessional. How are you doing, Dashboard <laughs> Confessional? It's us bad planning. Hi. Um, Don't ever see this. Well, but, uh, you never might. know. You never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but also, like, the first Spider-Man soundtrack also introduced us to, like, Nickelback as well because – that they had that horrible song with Josie Scott from uh, Saliva. And they say that a hero can save us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, which one is that from? That's from the original, the, the first, first one, one with Tom, uh, Tom McGuire. Yeah. Yeah. It's a horrible song. Look at this grab. <laughs> the grab. <laughs> Apparently there was like, it was a dumb inter- internet rumor that I, there's no way it's real. But, uh, I really fucking hope it's not real, but it was a long time ago that uh, Chad from Nickelback was going to help Dave Grohl do like a Nirvana tribute and he was going to like sing Kurt's parts and play guitar. Like, Well, I'm really glad that never Ooh, happened. I'm glad that never happened, man. That would be fucking horrible. It, <laughs> you know, if you hate for Nirvana now. Man, yeah, if you didn't like Nirvana God. before, imagine how much you would like them if that happened. 
<laughs> and I love Nirvana. That would just—I just think that, that would suck. You probably wouldn't like them now. I, yeah, I wouldn't that like sounds, that. Just... That sounds horrible. So, Dashboard Confessional, we already addressed that we love you. Nickelback, <laughs> if you hear this, please don't do that. Just don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You know, in the two years of this show, three hundred and sixty somewhat episodes, I have given the absolute most. I mean, like everyone gives Nickelback shit, but. I've always just like you know just absolutely shit on Nipkowak. <laughs> this good, it's funny. You know, go back to Canada, please. Just go. Yeah. We don't want you here. There's so much good shit in Canada, though. There's not that. A lot no, of good shit in just Canada. not like, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Ironically, like our much of our favorite bands are from Canada. This is not Nickelback. Great punk bands. Great, great fucking punk rock bands. Oh hell yeah, there's a bunch of them. Oh yeah. Fucking One of my favorites, Belvedere. 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 Oh, oh. we love Belvedere. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Belvedere, Talk. big influence for sure. Mm-hmm. Also, a former Jumpstart band, Jumpstart Records. Yeah, yep. true. Yeah. Um, I talked to them last year. Great guys. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, we fucking love Belvedere. Yeah, they're on tour now in Europe. Yes, they are. But they just came down with COVID, so they had to cancel a bunch of dates. Oh, oh really? Man. Yeah. I didn't see that. That sucks. Who Who are they out there with again? Um, are they, are they with La Armada? No, because they're playing in Milwaukee in a couple of days. I feel like I Milwaukee can't. is not Europe. That's very true. Yeah. I don't remember who they're with, but that really who sucks. Are they with? Um, they are out on tour. Uh, where are they at? Belvedere makes you want to skate. Uh, or like try skating again. Oh, they're, oh, they're um. Yeah. Uh, they're with Darko and Insane, Darko. and Insane Habits. Cool. I like Darko. Yeah, that, that really sucks. I think they got COVID. We played with Lagwagon, and we almost didn't because of some, COVID. Yeah. somebody having COVID with them. Mm-hmm. But we got to play with them. It was really fucking awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. they're amazing. Didn't get to meet them because of really COVID. Didn't really get to meet them. But the show was sick. The show was sick. That's mm-hmm. all that matters. They watched us. They did. They did watch us. I think. Yeah, yeah they said good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, said, they said good job. Hey, nice job, kid. I don't know. Is that uh, how, like hey. just little kids, probably, probably. Hey, don't matter. You know, you got the compliment. That's all that matters. You got your flowers, that's and that's what matters. Yeah. Yep. All right, so let's go ahead and close it out here with um. So when is the uh, the official release again? You said April. Excuse me, May sixth. Yep, May sixth. Yep. yep. And then uh, tour dates, show dates. Can you release those yet or no? Uh, when is this dropping? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm, Man, you're so close. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. Let's find very soon though. We will talk Uh, about it in May when we have you back. How about this? We're playing in Milwaukee on May 27th with uh, Honey Creek and Telethon and Kuehl and our label mates uh, and a really like awesome fucking band called You Vandal. So that's gonna be awesome. Um. That's about all we can talk about right now. Yeah, I mean, but uh, keep a lookout on our socials for more uh, yeah. videos to promote this album. We got some, we got a music video dropping. We got some playthroughs. So if you yeah. uh, like what you heard, you want to see more of it, keep an eye out. Yep. And uh, we got the pre-order for the vinyls out. And obviously the merch. vinyl vinyl will be out. Merch. It's all online. And in, I guess in regards to shows, I actually have a... Me and Jack, once we're off the phone here, are probably going to go through a few offers in our email. <laughs> we got we got like talk about still. So, Love that. <laughs> well, I wish you guys absolute best of luck. I, I I really hope we can work this out for May to uh, help promote the album. Um, Thanks, man. And have you We'd back, and to. we'll talk about it. And uh, but until then, you guys, fucking stay happy, and uh, we'll see you soon. We'll do. Likewise, thank you very much, man. Hey, no problem, guys. You have a great Appreciate fucking night. It. We'll talk to you soon. You too. Right. Thanks. Peace. All right, guys. Recording stopped. And that was bad planning. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. It was a fucking amazing time. We got to talk a little bit of nerd shit. We got to talk a little bit of, you know, music and art and everything else in between. That is what I love to fucking do. Love this shit. God, I love this fucking life. I hope y'all enjoyed it as well. And that is the week for the dark side of music come back again next week we've got so far lined up we've got eva under fire bad luck tiny stills and non-point 
Woo! Nonpoint. Eve under fire. So much good shit coming next week. I hope y'all ready for so much more. But we're going to go ahead and play one more by the band Bad Planning. A song called Be Brave. But guys, you be brave and enjoy your fucking weekend. But we'll be back on Monday with a brand new week of shows. Monday, Eva Under Fire. So definitely come back for that. But until then, stay happy, stay healthy, stay fucking heavy. We'll see y'all Monday. Peace. Stay away.